Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The Edmonton Oilers are on the cusp of NHL.com's top five. Have they, Gregor, turned the corner? Are they for real? How about that? The four-game collapse against Chicago in the playoffs is really what everybody remembered. I, I think the Oilers are, are for real. They've got depth scoring. And when you have two of the top, whatever, you want to argue top three, top four, top five players in the game, you're going to have a chance most nights. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's the second half kickoff. That's what we call it when we go into hour two here. Don't worry about Moose Dupont. He's doing business there on his phone from Prairie Mobile, his Samsung. RP here. It's episode number 432 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. And this is why we do Daytime Sports Talk. We've got breaking news. Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting that J.J. Watt has signed with the Arizona Cardinals. And I mean nobody had the Arizona Cardinals on their bingo card for J.J. Watt. And he's reported it's two years, $31 million. So it's a little, a small hand uh, haircut from what he was making in Houston. I'm with you that the Cardinals are a team on the rise. There's absolutely no doubt, but they did not make the playoffs last year. But it was year one for Cliff Kingsbury, year two for Cotter Murray. They are getting better. Larry Fitz coming back? Of course. Fitz so. going to play till he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> he's going to own the team by the time he's done. Look, he's happy. You can see on the corner there, he's smiling. Larry Fitzgerald is in the Arizona Coyotes jersey over here. I got that uh, at Coyotes Penguins Larry Fitzgerald night at the Gila River Arena. What a great night that was. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so we got a lot of topics to jump into. And also, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, according to 3downnation.com, have signed Saskatoon product offensive lineman Brett Boyko former member of the Philadelphia Eagles of the NFL, Los Angeles Chargers. In the Alliance of American Football, he played for the San Diego Fleet. Brett Boyko has signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, so there's football news today. Can you please hit the quick six show topics before we bring in our next guest? Just to re-up them, and don't mind me as I look up my leftovers on Twitter that I tweeted this morning. Here's what I had from the NHL on Sunday. The Lee Barzell Eberly line is filthy with the Islanders. They're very dangerous. They're fun to watch. Carter Hart remains Canada's future and goal when Carey Price is done. Maybe that future is now. Carter Hart's the guy. We're watching a Hall of Famer and Patrick Kane before our very eyes. Enjoy what you're seeing with Patrick Kane, folks, because he's a Hall of Famer. We know that was Sid, obviously, but Kane's a Hall of Famer. He's so much fun to watch. I don't believe Alex Ovechkin's going to catch Wayne. For the career goal total, he's like 170 goals-ish behind. I don't think he's going to do it. And the Habs and the Blue Jackets have lost five in a row. So uh, figure it out. That's my NHL leftovers there. Scotty's final last night was uh, anticlimactic ending. Great final. I didn't watch every rock thrown all week long, but we've been covering it for Verge Agriculture. It was a great final. And unfortunately, Rachel Holman blew her last shot. It was like a walk-off win, if you will, right, for Kerry uh, Einerson yeah. from Team Canada. Uh, point three, the dub is back. We covered that a lot. Alan Miller was with us last hour, the general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors, for another six weeks, and then he's going to Hockey Canada. Uh, CFL's COVID price tag is a million dollars per team. We kicked that around. I'm not going to kick it around more right now, maybe later. 
The Blue Jays beat the Yankees 6-4 in preseason uh, opener for both teams, and we were subjected to the Yankees broadcast, which I guess is better than today because they're telling me the Pirates-Jays game isn't even on. Sportsnet, what's wrong with you? What's happening over? Is anybody home at Sportsnet? It's not broadcast at all? What year is it? And Russell Wilson, which we talked about earlier. Oh, Rod's rant for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Mention uh, the Rod Peterson show and they'll give you 10% off. <laughs> Thank you. I broke something. What happened? I think I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, they don't like me punching microphones here. That was, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. But again, the breaking news here today is that J.J. Watt is an Arizona Cardinal. Brett Boyko is a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. And watching from Long Island, Joe Lazito says Barzell Lee Eberly is red hot right now. Barzell is next level at the moment. How lucky are we that we were able to watch him in the Western Hockey League with the Seattle Thunderbirds? unfortunately, beating Eberle's Pats, but that's a story for another time. So we got a lot to get into today. Let's bring in our good man, Paul Figler. He is the founder, CEO of dubnetwork.ca, the Western Hockey League's best website. And Figgy joining us from Central Alberta today. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing all right. How about yourself, Rob? Oh, good. Good to see you, my friend. You're always smiling. That's what I love about you, Figgy. And listen, before we get to the announcement, you've got a few to make today. You were happier than a pig in slop on the weekend because the Rebels were playing and you were able to cover them and interview them and write about them. They didn't win, though. But how happy were you this weekend to have uh, WHL hockey back in Alberta? Oh, it was absolutely great to have uh, hockey back, Rod. Uh, been a long, basically a whole year. Um, and being able to get in and uh, chat with the coach and some of the players and uh just talk about WHL hockey once again was amazing. I felt uh, really, really great. What did Brent Sutter have to say about his team giving up, what was it, a 4-1 lead to Medicine Hat, and they lost an overtime 5-4 on Friday, and then they got shellacked in the hat on Saturday night. What did Brent have to say about that? I don't think he saw that coming. Uh, no, the first game, he uh, he had a lot of praise for his team, Uh they played a really good first 50 minutes of the game and then things just fell apart. And I, and I know in many cases uh, when a team uh, starts making a comeback, the momentum just doesn't stop. So uh, yeah, medicine hat uh, came back. The overtime goal was a little iffy uh, players kind of piled into the net. And then we saw the referees counted as a goal. The game in Medicine Hat, it was, you know, honestly, it was about Bob Ridley in his 4,000th game, and that was just a great tribute, and it's amazing that the WHL is going to be offering an award to uh, a member of the media every year for, uh, you know, Bob having done 4,000 games in 50 years in the WHL. It's just incredible. The game was kind of uh, a lost cause, and especially for the Rebels, it was 7-2, to two, uh, Brent didn't really have a whole lot to say about that. The team just uh, wasn't playing up to his expectations. Well, I'll tell you, um, it's interesting how teams, when they have a theme night like that, how it's just going to be their night. You said it very well. It was Bob Ridley night, and the Tigers just weren't going to be denied. I've got more dub questions for you, however. Let's get to it, because you've been, you've been teasing this for days. What's our big announcement uh, here today with Dub Network, Paul? Uh, well, 
DuPont Media has acquired uh, WHL's leading media website, Dub Network. There you go. Big news. As I've said, it's the threedownnation.com of the Western Hockey League. It's the best website covering the WHL, and they're partnering here with the Rod Peterson Show under the umbrella of DuPont Media. Put it on Moose. Put the camera on Moose, if you don't mind. Put you and Figgy on the screen together. Yeah, sure. You two talk about it. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm excited. <laughs> Paul, Paul knows that I'm excited. You guys know how, how exciting this is, where we can all come together. Yeah. I mean, we've been uh, connecting with everybody over at the Dub Network over the last uh, number of weeks, connecting with everybody and meeting everybody, and, and uh, we're excited. There's a, a lot of room uh, and exciting things happening. I mean, the East Hub's going to start in our backyard. He's, you know, Paul's got the, the Central Division covered, and, and there's such a strong, talented group of writers Throughout the Western Hockey League, the site's uh, you know really taken off under Paul's direction, and we're going to continue that. So really yeah. exciting. Well, I'm excited to work with you, Paul. I've been have now for almost a year. You know that I've been writing for Dub Network, but now we're all officially on the same team, and I think it's fantastic. And I guess for the readers of DubNetwork.ca, you're into the millions. They're going to want to know if anything's going to change. What would be your answer to that? Um, Darren and I have had some discussions about that. It's going to be some slow changes in the. Uh Coming months and weeks, uh, I don't think you're going to see too much uh, happening for a little while. Then uh, Darren and I will continue talking and sorting things out. You two, Rod, and we will, uh, you know, continue to grow Dub Network in a variety of ways. I, I don't have anything concrete to say right now. It's it is going to be a slow process, but uh, we are looking forward to working with uh, the Rod Peterson team and Darren's team and bringing Dub Network to the next level. Yeah, well, I've been. Yeah, you had well, what do they say? If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? So, yeah, you know, we're going to continue doing everything that's that's been working yeah. so well. That's the point. I've been reading Dub Network for years, and the folk, the guy that you're looking at, folks, Paul Figler, started the website. So it's an exciting day for all of us here. I love it as a WHL fan that I am. It's my favorite league. Now, Figgy, while you have a writer to, to you wanted to announce, can we announce that today too? A new writer for the site. Well. I don't think he was uh, prepared for me to announce it. He was going to wait until his first article came out. Uh, but uh, Jamie Nugbauer has joined Dub Network to cover the Moose Jaw Warriors. The great Nugsy. They called him the Elliot Friedman of the SJHL. He's now joining uh, DubNetwork.ca. So it is an exciting day. And so to the Dub News, those games that are people are watching right now, they're like I couldn't get on to watch. I tried Friday night. And then Saturday, I don't know what I was. I was watching Twitch, so I, I was watching the Fan Control Football League. What is your take, Paul, on the streaming on the weekend of the Western Hockey League and where we're going with it here over the next few weeks? So I found that the streaming service actually uh, worked quite well. Um, but I was also using a uh, Google Chrome browser just to uh, do something different than what I had heard everybody else was. There was a fair bit of people that were... Uh, maybe making some complaints or had some issues with getting the app to work or the streaming service itself to work. Uh, there was also a bit of an issue with the uh, glare in the uh, in rink uh, stuff. So the WHL really uh, went out of its way to uh, give an announcement uh, discussing that they had some kinks to work out. It is a new service. It is a new season. It's been a pandemic, you know, um, and I think that the service itself is going to, you know, do quite well in as the weeks and months progress and definitely in time for next year. Um, you know, I feel that the price that they offered for this uh, season was fair and affordable um, and hopefully they can work the kinks out in a timely fashion. 
That's why I wanted to uh, get that out there. And by the way, the comments coming in, Kent Ridley's watching in Nashville. He says, great news from Ridley scouting. He says, also big congrats to Bob Ridley for 4,000 games. Let's also mention that he drove the bus, too, for a lot of those games. Uh, Jason and Red Deer, congrats. Uh, Paul Figler and the Dub Gang. And... Someone else has written, why not host the WHL games on YouTube, paid service? Well, this is what they decided to go with, and that's why I wanted to mention that, hey, it was the opening weekend. They'll get these bugs worked out. It's $60. Terry Carrier's written in. He said, I subscribed for the whole league today. It's a good price. Just come back. Uh, Greg Clevgard, a viewer, says, who are your top rookies in the Western Hockey League this year? Paul, have you, off the top of your head, could you name a few? Uh, you know, there's just so many young players coming into the league this year, and some of them were surprise announcements, and some were just uh, kind of villains, I guess you would say. Yeah. And that's not to say anything bad about them. Um, I'm I, Honestly, I feel like I'm looking a little bit more forward to the crop of 15-year-olds that are going to get an opportunity to play this year. Um, I know that uh, the ex- exceptional status was granted to uh, Connor Bedard, but some of these other players will get an opportunity to play in the WHL this year. And uh, we already talked to uh, talked about one with uh, um, the Moose Jaw Warriors and Connor Bedard. Braden Yeager, yeah. And the other teams. Thank you, yes. Um, I, I really do believe that uh, it's going to be an exciting time this year for WHL prospects to really make their mark and also good on the teams and the league for allowing some of these uh, teams to have a lot more young players this year and uh, use this 24-game season as a real development type of year. I tell you what, I feel like Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer, Figgy. Good answer. Uh, Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says, huge news. Congrats, everyone. Go Dub. Dean Bear says, I didn't check out the WHL streaming service on the weekend, but will once the Eastern Division and the PA Raiders start up. And that is uh, next week. And I see from Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg, congrats to everyone on the Dub Network deal. Pretty soon, every sports show I watch and sports website I read will be a DuPont Media product. Well, it was my idea. He just does all. I'm the idea guy. He's the details guy. As long as we're both getting paid. And I knew that it was a great great product in the Dub Network. And by the way, Figgy, listen, I could talk about the WHL for days, as could you. But let me say this. The rookies are the rookies. I don't even interview rookies. Connor Bedard will make an ex- exception. But somebody said, who are the big stars coming back to watch in the Western League? Peyton Krebs, Damon Hunt, <laughs> Braden Schneider, Tristan Robbins. Let's not forget about the guys that aren't in those American Hockey League uh, tier, like uh, Nolan Meyer, you know, the goalie in Saskatoon. Um, there's some major, major stars that were... Adam Beckman just sent back from the Minnesota Wild to the Spokane Chiefs the other day. These are the kind of guys that you're going to want to watch, right? Oh, absolutely. I uh, have a couple of young guys here in Red Deer, uh, Jaden Grube and uh, Kyle Masters to uh, keep an eye on. Uh, I also really like the uh, Jackson Weeb. He's a, he's a Brent Sutter kind of guy. He uh, will muck it up and, you know, maybe get a few goals and some assists. And uh, I'm, I'm just really look forward, uh, sorry, looking forward to, to what the Red Deer Rebels themselves have to offer this year in a uh, five-team central division. What's the schedule this week? I ha- I apologize. I haven't really looked at it for the Alberta Central Division. What games do they have this week, or do you know off the top of your head? 
I'm pretty sure it's Red Deer and Calgary and Medicine Hat and Edmonton. And they'll uh, play one game in uh, each city for okay. uh, the weekend. And that's it. They're, they're only doing weekend games this year here in the Central Division. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how that all works out. Sounds good. Well, WHL.ca has the schedule. Dubnetwork.ca has all the coverage. Paul, I think you're the best. Thanks for finding the time for us today. Thanks for partnering with us, my friend. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you, uh, guys. Really appreciate having me on. And real quick note, I just wanted to say happy birthday to my mom. Perfect. Happy birthday. (laughs) They say it's your birthday. Have a good day, Paul. Uh, There we go. And... Jeff in the zone writes in on YouTube. He says, I'm so happy the WHL is back. Let's go. Hockey and Regina will be the best in a bubble. Well, we'll see. Now, here come the comments. Josh Elliott on Facebook. Who is the team to beat in the WHL? Well, I would say it's God's team, the Regina Pats. That's what I would say. But that's what I would always say, (laughs) no matter what the year is. I just knew there was something here with the Western Hockey League and the Dub Network with 22 markets, Stoops. Oh, yeah. From Winnipeg to Portland and everywhere in between. So, listen, we're going to break. And actually, you're not going to want to miss this. Nigel Dubé, and I got a heck of an intro for this guy, the head coach and general manager of the Lloyd Minster Bobcats. It's been a rough week for them, and we're going to let Nigel say his piece. Coming back, okay? It's episode number 432 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. And we'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. (sighs) Don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming and... Your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So... I used to get those Nicky things. You must have too. <laughs> nick yourself yes. and you're bleeding. Doesn't happen because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So what more do you want to know? When you when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti-shaving cream. You leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. 
anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Monday morning get-together. Thanks for joining us for Caliber Coffee. I got a sports update coming up. Just want to tell you the breaking news today. Star defensive end J.J. Watt is joining the Arizona Cardinals. Two-year, $31 million deal. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders have signed offensive lineman Brett Boyko. And checking our poll results today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center. It's the first time we've mentioned it today. How will the Jack Eichel saga end in Buffalo? He did play last night in the loss to Philly. Yeah. yeah. But his heart's not in it. And the options are, is it going to end with a trade? Eichel out of Buffalo? Or he stays in Buffalo? 83% on Twitter. 87% on Facebook say a trade for Jack Eichel. And I think this is what I don't understand, and I'll mention this later in the week. How can the Pagula family that owns the Bills and the Sabres and the, and the uh, NLL. They own, they own Buffalo. Yep. How can they get the Bills on the right track? But they're fumbling around and can't find their ass with both hands with the Sabres. What's the difference? Clearly different people running each organization. I don't want to keep Nigel Dubé waiting any longer, though. So let's bring you. can add, You stew on that, and okay? I got it. Nigel Dubé is the head coach and general manager of the Lloydminster Bobcats of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. You guys can bring him in. He's from Lampman, Sask, and known of this guy for a very long time. Hey, Nigel. The cool thing, I just want to point out on your hockey resume here, you played in the SJ, BCJ, and AJ. Not a lot of guys can say that. Estevan, Penticton, and Camrose, and coached in the NAHL with the Minot Minotauros. So the guy knows his way around Junior A hockey. But, Nigel, it's not been a good week for you guys. And everybody in Lloyd's sending me your story. And they're like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I can't say anything. But if Nigel wants to come on and talk about the plight that your hockey team's under, you're more than welcome to do it, and here you are. Can you talk about the week that's been, or even the past few months, for the Lloydminster Bobcats? Yeah, thanks, Rod. You know, for us, it started back in, in September um, with, with the pandemic going on and trying to get junior hockey going. And uh, we were able to bring our players into Lloydminster, uh, but we weren't able to play in Lloydminster. So we actually used the, the neighboring town in, in Kit Scotty, uh, but we could house our guys here in Lloydminster. And, and then we traveled daily back and forth. And uh, we actually played a preseason game out there and uh, on a Friday night. And then Saskatchewan government let us back into our facilities on the Saturday. That was October 17th. So uh, we went for about a month before things got shut down again. Um, and then uh, obviously the, the Alberta Junior Hockey League working towards a return to play plan, um, you know, was going very good. And, and we were very optimistic working with our city, who was working with the, the Saskatchewan government, um, that we'd be able to continue on because we were following uh, the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Um, and then at the end of it, what came down is that uh, Saskatchewan government and the Ministry of Health uh, wouldn't allow us to bring our players back into our community uh, under that and, and we couldn't use our building homes um, and from there uh, we wouldn't be able to use our facilities because of the restrictions there so um, you know it was a kind of that uh, 11th hour thing where where things just didn't happen um, we're still working at it here hopefully to find another community within Alberta that we could up and, and move to uh, but as things stand right now um, it, it just didn't work for uh, what the Saskatchewan government and the Ministry of Health uh, were looking for. And, and um, you know, we have 21 players uh, not able to return to the Alberta Junior Hockey League. 
Right. Well, you're being quite um, patient about it and nice. Maybe last week you, maybe you've calmed down a little bit from last week, but I think the crux of it here for our viewers is you weren't eligible for funding from the Saskatchewan government because you play in the Alberta John, uh, Junior Hockey League, yet you're not allowed to play under Saskatchewan COVID restrictions. That, that's the way it was presented to me, and that's the crux of it, correct? Yeah, we, we didn't receive that funding that the SG did, um, and, and we've never had really anything to do with the Saskatchewan government. Um, you know, everything we do goes through Alberta um, and everything like that. So, um, you know, it's one of those that here we sit is a government that, uh, you know, doesn't do anything uh, for us in, in our league and stuff like that, and we didn't receive that funding, uh, but they get to dictate uh, whether we can play or not. So is that kind of just you getting it off your chest or you think that maybe something might change here? Well, we're hopeful. We're in day, day 10 of isolations of the players and myself uh, as far as the Alberta Junior Hockey League return to play is, is the isolation before returning to the community and, and doing the testing and stuff. Um, so well, we're in talks of, of hopefully trying to move to another community in Alberta. And, and as soon as our players leave isolation, they would start at day zero. So we don't want to do that if it's possible. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Saskatchewan government can come to terms and allow us to follow the Alberta Junior Hockey League uh, and, and get back to it and allow our players to play in the league they're part of. Okay, that, okay, I understand. Now, here's, here's some of the questions that I've gotten from the hockey people down here, Nigel. Where's your rink? Where on of the, of the road that's the border, where is it in Lloyd? Because I don't think I, maybe I've been there, but I don't remember. It's about 150 feet east of the border. Um, but the one thing that, that uh, you know, we got to ask the question too, Rod, about why we don't go back out to Kitscotty or the communities around us is because they won't allow us to use our building in Lloydminster. So uh, we can't go back to Kitscotty. We can't do any of that. And Lloydminster's fallen under as a city, um, has fallen under Saskatchewan. So um, I sit in Alberta here. We only have two players that would live in Saskatchewan with billets. Um, so, you know, the bulk of them all live in Alberta. Our performance center with our offices and our gym are all in Alberta. We have a rink that we were willing to move to uh, in the city that's on the Alberta side, uh, but they don't believe that would work as well as, as they would call it interprovincial travel. Okay, well, here's the thing is I always claim Lloydminster as ours, as Saskatchewan. Maybe in this case, you don't want that. You could ask Greg uh, Buchanan, Bucky and Kurt Price and all those guys who you know well that. So, Kate, we had a lot of viewers in Alberta, a lot, as you probably know, Nigel. What's happening with the AJ? They got started in the three-team pods. Is that still going? What's the state of Alberta Junior Hockey League play right now? Right now, just going through the return to play protocol and, and isolating and then test, and then uh, the teams are back in their respective uh, communities and, and awaiting uh, the correct amount of days and then a test again. Uh, and then the league will start games probably around the 12th of March and then play out until the end of May. Um, so that'll that'll get around 22 to 24 games, similar to what the Western League's uh, doing as well. Okay, so again, you said you're on day 10 of isolation. Where do you think the Bobcats fit into this 
Well, right now the, the, you know, the clock's ticking down on what we can do. I think as far as, uh, you know, the Saskatchewan government, uh, we continue to push on them to, to try and change things. That doesn't seem to happen. Um, you know, I reached out uh, in the last probably 48 hours here to over 16 communities in Alberta. Um, and, and a lot of things where we are in a pandemic and um, as far as facilities and, and uh, what is able, we'd also have to find billets and, and living arrangements for 21 players and, and an entire staff as well. So uh, the clock's ticking here. Uh, we just want to find a way as an organization to get our players on the ice and, and give them the opportunity to get the exposure uh, as well as develop, uh, you know, throughout the, the games that we can get in. Well, good for you, Nigel, for doing that, because uh, anybody that knows junior hockey, nobody is in this to get rich. I think they're in it not to lose too much money, but but guys like yourself are into it for the players, and it's very obvious to me that you're doing that. And not to pick at a wound here or anything, but since you coached in Minot for four years, what did you think when you saw the photos from the arena there that's packed with uh, their team playing? What did you think when you saw that? Yeah, I just uh, just had an owner from another uh, NA team call me this morning and ask for an update uh, what was going on um, up here. And just uh, it's amazing the difference down there. And, you know, I think they've had 1,200 to 1,400 uh, people in the stands down there. And, um, you know, hockey's going on and, and you look around the social media and um, people are finishing up their season, whether it be youth hockey or junior hockey, their, their seasons are already wrapping up and, and we're just trying to get things going up here. Yeah, well, I'll say good luck with it. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say today, or was that what you wanted to say? Well, we're just hopeful that we can we can follow Alberta here and, and get our guys back that uh, you know are playing in the Alberta Junior Hockey League and, and get them part part of that and, and get them into some games. And, and appreciate you having me on here, Rob. Yeah, well, I've been following your career for a long time. When I saw that we were going to get you on, I was excited to do it. Good luck, my friend, and uh, all the best. Thanks, Rob. Head coach and general manager of the Lloydminster Bobcats, Nigel Dubé from Lampman, Sask. Glad you asked. Sports update. Good time for that. J.J. Watt is signing with the Arizona Cardinals. He announced uh, Monday morning he received a two-year $31 million deal that includes $23 million guaranteed. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Watt himself made the announcement by sharing a photo on Twitter. He was drafted by the Houston Texans in 2011 with the number 11 pick and became the face of the franchise, winning three NFL Defensive Player of the Year awards from 2012 to 2015. Last year, Watt ranked 15th out of 119 qualified pass rushers in pass rush win rate, according to ESPN stats and information again jj watt is an arizona cardinal this morning saskatchewan rough riders by the way signing brett boyko today the former member of the philadelphia eagles bc lions la chargers and san diego fleet the toronto blue jays are slated to play the second game of their spring training schedule later this afternoon Robbie Ray is listed as Toronto's probable starter against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Toronto defeated the New York Yankees 6-4 in their first spring training game Sunday. The viewers are telling me that we're not going to get a Blue Jays game on television until like 10 more days. Huh? I know. Can you fill us in on that? You people. I guess, you know. There we go. That follow the Blue Jays. Like we're Blue Jays fans but I'm not hanging and dying with every pitch. Like, let us know which games are being broadcast and, and what aren't. And again, what year is it? The Blue Jays are playing the Pirates today, and there is no means of following this game and broadcast? 
I'm not done yet, though. The Blue Jays reacquired Travis Berger in a trade with the Arizona D-backs yesterday. If his name sounds familiar, it should. He was a seventh-round draft choice of the Jays back in 2015. He made one appearance for the Jays last year before being traded to Arizona. Six Canadian NHL teams will return to action tonight. The Kachuk brothers, Matt and Brady, will renew hostilities when the Flames and Senators do battle in the nation's capital. Vancouver and Winnipeg will also play each other at Bell MTS Place. And uh, finally, Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers will play the Maple Leafs in Edmonton. You fans of NHL teams, get it going on the Prairie Mobile text line, 306-840-8777. you got comments for us today, questions, fire them at us. Viewer takeovers taking over here from now until the top of the hour. Or you can write in on YouTube, Facebook as well. Kerry Anerson is a winner at the uh, Scotties for a second consecutive year. Anerson's team, Canada Rink, defeated Rachel Holman's Ontario squad 9-7 in Sunday night's final. It was highly entertaining. And after years of seeing a handful of drivers dominate NASCAR's top level nearly every week, the Cup Series is experiencing a little parody to start this year. It's a welcome sight for some. William Byron was the third surprise winner through three races this season with his victory Sunday at Homestead Miami Speedway. Byron joined Michael McDowell and Christopher Bell as unlikely winners to start this NASCAR season. Now you're all caught up on your NASCAR news. Oh, yeah. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League news and information with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, RP Show viewers get 20% off with a promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. How do you like this? Gary in Winnipeg says, interesting with NASCAR winners this year. So far, all these early winning drivers who have already qualified for NASCAR's playoffs. I'm telling you, I don't. We had a guy right in here earlier and said, can we talk CFL for the whole two hours? And I'm like. What are we going to talk about for two hours with the CFL? Brett Boyko is signing with the Riders? We, we can't. There's so much other things going on. And we are full on into viewer takeover right now for the next 20 minutes until the top of the hour and the end of the show. So you NHL fans in this country, Scotia North Division fans, I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts today. Uh, tonight, Calgary at Ottawa. Vancouver at Winnipeg. Toronto at Edmonton, and the biggest game of them all, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, home to the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota comes in having won six in a row. I know. Where did that come from? They're playing some fun hockey. Yes. They're that's, fun Can we watch. make a little noise around here? Like, that's the one. Please. Like, this has never happened. Like, the Minnesota Wild have never been, I want to watch them. They've always <laughs> uh, been boring, still defensive not. hockey, good teams, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. never been exciting. Now they're entertaining again. This is fun. 
to watch Minnesota and Vegas. It'll be an entertaining game. I mean, obviously, I'll be watching Leafs and Oilers, but it'll be entertaining. I'll tell you, for you people in America (laughs) that have not been watching Scotia North Hockey because you don't get it, Sunday was was a day of rest. God intended it that way. And it was also a day off from Scotia North Division Hockey. Because it's utterly exhausting. Not in a bad way, but you just get so wound up in these games in Canada. You can't have it every night. You can't redline. I know. The engine will will blow up. And it feels like it, because I'm sitting here being like, (laughs) they're they're playing again, and it's must-see. I'm like, okay, I guess my three hours tonight is going to be watching Leafs and Oilers. But if you want to do something else, you just can't. James in Morden, Manitoba says Jets really played poor on Saturday. Tonight is regular start time, and I think they will be better. Come on, come on. Don't be like that. They won in overtime, 2-1 against the Montreal Canadiens. No. You don't get to be that person, Jets fans, and critique wins. I think it was Paul Maurice who said after the game, we don't critique wins. I think it was Maurice. It might have been one of the players. Come on, guys. You won four in a row. You're playing playoff hockey every night, and you're mad that it didn't look good enough? Not buying it. And it's funny because our good friend Andrew Patterson, hustler, Mm -hmm. he had said, he's like, I like these 9 o'clock starts. Reminds me of like a main event boxing card. The main event doesn't last two and a half hours, dude. (sighs) Like, we can all stay up for those Mike Tyson... Holyfield fights. Oh, yeah. But that they didn't go for two and a half hours. The nine o'clock starts are untenable to me. And I don't know for how long that will continue. You can't tell me, Jets fans, that you are used to it. Because I'm not. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just old. Adam Schultz says, what are your thoughts on Bennington after he was pulled on Saturday? It was a little out of line. This is the goalie for the St. Louis Blues that got yanked. He got lit up, and what did he do? He blockered somebody on his way off the ice. He stuck another guy. He wanted to fight the goalie. Got in the face with a goalie on his way <laughs> off. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. It's a good question, Adam, about what I think about Bennington. Show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. And having spent all these years with coaches, they've often told me it's a heck of a lot easier to rein a guy in than be giving a poker up his butt to get him going. You know what I mean? You want a guy that cares. Oh, yeah. Is my point. And then a guy wrote me, might have been the same guy on Friday on Twitter. He goes, I'm worried about David Riddick's mental health. He smashed his head into the door in Ottawa after being pulled the other night. Well, as a licensed recovery coach like I am, (laughs) biggest demographic of my clientele is goalies. That probably wouldn't surprise you. Nope. I said to the guy that wrote me that, it's typical goalie stuff. He's fine. I'd be far more worried if he wasn't wearing a mask. Then we got a problem. Yes. <laughs> if you're smashing your head into walls with no, not a mask on, then, then maybe come step into my, let's have a word. But with David Riddick, he had just been embarrassed on national television. Uh, he snapped. Didn't hurt anybody but himself. And he didn't even really hurt himself. So it's not that big of a deal. We'll, ha- we'll deal with it. You do you. 
<laughs> James uh, Henderson, I love when I get scolded. James, you're not the only one that's critical of the Jets for beating Montreal in overtown the other night. But you have to understand, it's so hard to win every night in the National Hockey League, and you beat Montreal in a game that they really needed. Come on. What do you want? Robin Wildy viewer, says, Jets fans complaining of an OT win. I bet the Sabres fans just want any wins. That's my point. All I'm saying is, who are Jets fans to be critical when they've won four in a row and are proving to be one of the top teams in the country, which early on, you weren't even sure if they were going to be. Trevor Bazilo, I love this guy. He's a big supporter of ours. Hope I'm saying that right, Trevor. He says, those late games are going to make me gain weight. Snacking to keep my eyes open. You are singing from my hen book, brother. I said, my wife is gone for a couple of weeks. And I just, she texted me yesterday. She's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting in the recliner eating Doritos, watching hockey. I'm just about to go upstairs and watch Dateline. But I tell you, my ass is molded to the recliner. <laughs> and that's why I get up and ride the bike every morning for an hour. And tomorrow, Flamin Fitness is uh, delivering an elliptical to my house. Yes. And I said to the guy, Scott Thompson, hopefully they give me a deal. I said, add on assembly and delivery to my bill and I'll pay it. I'm not putting this thing together. I'm not one of those guys. Not one of those. Yeah. Clark just asked if I'm selling memberships. That's a hell of an idea. I got a steam room, I got a bike, I got free weights, and now I got an elliptical. Hashtag LFG. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Let's friggin' go. Okay, I'm going to take a break and come back for more viewer takeover. This is just, this is getting good, but in a good way. Randolph Zoris's Rod and Moose, where can I get one of those orange Pats hoodies? Can't find it on the Pats store. There are no orange Pats hoodies. The team's red, white, and blue, dude. When I wear one, does it look orange? I don't know. It's not orange. It's red. It is red. It's as red as can be. But it's a couple years old, and it's CCM. And I have to just say this. I know we got a break. But with my gear, I keep it in pristine condition. You know, I treat it. So well. Yes. Because it means so much to me. My Pats gear, this Jets gear, didn't even touch the floor. You know, and the rink, the brand center, it's one of the oldest rinks in the dub. Saw that picture of it. I said yesterday, this rink is as good as there is in the Western Hockey League because we have you could eat off the floor and it opened 44 years ago. Think about that. It looks so good. And Hub Center Games coming to, uh, to a screen near you soon. We'll be right back with Viewer Takeover. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports talk streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. (coughs) Pardon me. (coughs) 
Coffee went down the wrong way. Uh-oh. Hey, it's the final segment. It's the overtime, and we do want to face off on the Orders-Flames game tonight. There's a couple things that I want to point out here. However, Terry Carrier says uh, Rod might have to go three hours. It's been discussed, but I've said to the boss, if I'm working three hours, I want to get paid three hours. Went silent there for a while after that. Yeah. Um, Terry goes on to say they're treating the Jays like the CFL. Come on, Canadian Sports Networks. It's like Sportsnet saying to the Blue Jays, listen, we're paying you for rights, right? If we don't want to broadcast your games, bugger off. We paid you. Right? It's like the CFL and TSN. They only carry the games. There's no games outside, no shows outside of the games. They don't really promote the league as well as we'd like. But it's like, we're writing a check. Get off our back. I bought the gym membership. I'll go when I want to go. Exactly. Don't tell me I have to go to the gym. And I say it's like the husband that ignores his wife in a loveless marriage, and she says, I have a problem with the way you treat me. I'm paying off your credit card. What the hell's wrong are you complaining for? It's not really a partnership. No. And people were saying it with the Blue Jays. Rod, this is common. No, it's not common. One thing Darren and I have in common is that we both started in this business operating Blue Jays games on radio out here in Western Canada. I opt those games. Yep. We had every single game on radio. Every game. Preseason. Regular season and playoffs. Well, if not every game's on TV in this spring training for the Blue Jays, I'm damn sure to tell you it's not going to be on the radio because they've already said that. So I'm saying, how in 2021 can the Blue Jays play the Pirates today and there's no Blue Jays broadcast in Canada? Unless I've completely missed it. But I don't see that being the case. And I'm asking you folks to please uh, inform me, and nobody's been able to do that. Anyways, James in... Manitoba says, I think the Oilers will come out hard tonight. McDavid and Dreisaitl did not look happy Saturday. They will come out flying. This fight between Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton will be great. And that's what I say. They're the cream at the top. We're not even halfway there, but we're right at halfway, I think, right? Mm -hmm. As a three-team middle tier battling for the final playoff spot. But tonight, I think that the Oilers will come out and beat Toronto because they have to. It's in Edmonton. They got embarrassed at home the other night. Mike Smith wasn't very good. I don't think the Leafs can continue to keep it up. This is our face-off, by the way. Who wins tonight, Leafs or Oilers? Austin Matthews is going, I believe. Is he not? We're he practiced so. yesterday yeah. and didn't participate in all the drills, I understand. That's right. But the Leafs... Showed Saturday night that they can win without him. The Oilers have to win tonight. And while you talk about your side, because you're going to tell me that the Leafs are going to win, of course, Johnny Toronto over here. Let me check up the uh, check out the odds from Come On Official. Yeah, let me see what they got. Well, I, th- I just think Toronto's got more depth throughout the lineup than Edmonton does. I, I, I don't think there's you know a whole lot of people that will argue that. Um, and when Austin Matthews isn't playing well. You've got still a really good hockey team that steps up. William Nylander stepped up. Jason Spezza, who, you know, for the time he gets on the ice, he's producing pretty well. If McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't going for the Oilers, then they're just not going to be as productive and they're not going to win. Even though their depth players have been playing better as of late over this last streak that they've had. But I think McDavid and Dreisaitl will have a better game. There's talk about his Dreisaitl even 100%. That whole... They need to avenge the loss, and they were embarrassed the other night. That will fuel the Oilers, but I just I do think Toronto's the better team. I just do. 
I got lost in come on. I got stopped. I was looking. <laughs> you can bet on the queue. There's a German league games you can bet on right now. Swiss league games. Wow. All that come on. But this is the face-off brought to you by our friends at the Ultimate Fan Zone, where I got this hoodie, by the way. Ultimate Fan Zone is your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list. Visit the Man Cave downtown Moose Jaw or on Facebook. And for the Mad Greek restaurant in Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery, head to the madgreekeatery.com for more information. Somebody find the odds for the Oilers-Leafs game tonight and who's favored. I'm, I can't even guess who would be favored. It's got to be Toronto, I would think. They won the other night in their first place, yet it's in Edmonton. And, so the, I, yeah. huh? and coming off the loss, you would think the Oilers right. will play better. While you look that up, this is our last Scotty's curling report for Verge Agriculture. Kerry Anderson's second Scotty's championship was very different from her first. Anderson didn't throw her last stone Sunday night in a 9-7 win over Ontario's Rachel Holman in Calgary in contrast to her nail-biting last draw to beat Holman in an extra end in Moose Jaw last year. Anderson and her teammates also celebrated Sunday in the silence of an empty arena. Without applause and adulation from spectators because of the pandemic, Anderson, third, Val Sweeting, second, Shannon Burchard, and lead, Brianne Mayer from Manitoba's Gimli Curling Club were the first to claim back-to-back titles at the Scotties since Holman did it in 2013 and 2014. Now Rachel's lost three straight Scotties going back to 2019 when her team lost in an extra end to Chelsea Carey in Sydney. Anderson had a better feel for the conditions on Sunday, ice conditions that is, she controlled most of the game, leading 5-3 after five ends and 7-4 after seven. But Holman scored a point in the eighth and stole two in the ninth to tie it coming home. Anderson lay two in the rings when Holman's attempted freeze slid too deep. And it was game over. I'm calling in a walk-off. Anderson retains the Maple Leaf as Team Canada for the 2022 National Championship in Thunder Bay, Ontario and picked up $100,000 in first place prize money. Okay. Oilers are favored. Or sorry, Leafs are favored by a goal and a half. And the wow. over-under is 6.5 goals. That's the over-under. Go- take the under. I'm saying take the under. Yeah. You think? I think so, too. Come on, official is the official betting partner of the Rod Peterson Show. And uh, the Curling Report, sponsored by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's precision farm tech software free today at vergeag.com. Boy, did we cover a lot today. Yeah. People are trying to tell us to go uh, three hours. That's not happening. And the the problem in Buffalo is coaching. We, you said we'd come back to it before. This is where we started. It's well halfway through before a break. Oh, Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I said and it's you our examine poll question. it. And think about it. Yeah. yeah, coaching. Not that Ralph Kruger's a bad coach, but when you bring a coach in who can really change the culture, ownership's not controlling culture of the hockey team. I don't think as much. The coach has that fingerprint. GM coach. So get the right coach yeah. in there. We got lots to kick that Maybe around. It's Thanks, Pinks. Thanks, Thanks, Pinks. He's saying Oilers are favorite tonight. Goal and a half. You're right. Uh, that's it. Thanks to Nigel Dubay, Alan Miller, Paul Figler. We'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.